That's it, right? That's it. We find ourselves hungering and thirsting for so much more, and so is the human nature. But that's it. That's the stuff right there. Give me Jesus. Such a great year. And great entry into this sermon series that we're about to start tonight. Live from and live toward. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. And when I lay my head at night, give me Jesus, right? Church, I hope that this is as simple and fundamental and foundational as it needs to be tonight. Because we really complicate it. But really, truly, when I rise, give me Jesus. And sometimes it's simply, Jesus help me. When I rise, Jesus help me. We're going to talk about often what happens when we wake up. The first things that come into our mind or our heart. We go there in a little bit. But... It's a pretty simple, yet very difficult, complex idea here tonight that we can live from Jesus and live toward Jesus in the day. And that's where we're going. But it's time to bring back Galatians 2.20. Because it's been a couple weeks, and we haven't been saying it. And I hope that you're still memorizing it. And I hope that you've already memorized it. But if you haven't, we have it up on the screen for you to read with me. Are you ready? Galatians 2.20, let's read it together. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This particular series, we're going to kind of hone in on the phrase, but Christ lives in me. And one thing we know about how he lived, I'm not going to use my glasses, evidently, because my writing is very large tonight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and one thing we know about how Jesus lived is that we know that he lived knowing where he came from and where he was headed. He knew he came from the Father and he was returning to the Father. Are you with me? One thing we know as we study and follow the life of Christ is he knows who he, whose he was and who he was and where he was headed. He knew his assignment on earth because he knew where he came from and where he was going. He always knew where he came from and where he was headed. And he never lost perspective of his hopeful from toward even on the cross. He never lost perspective of his from toward, even on the cross. And remember, he was also fully man, not just fully God. And I'm thankful for the model and his continued focus on his from toward. And it was a hopeful from toward. And I want to get, tell you something right now. We have a hopeful from toward. We have, if you are in Christ Jesus, you have a hopeful from toward, no matter what season you're in. No matter what season you are in. And the abundance that we have 
in life because Christ lives in us. The abundance that we have when Christ lives in us. That even in trials, church, even in our trials, there's hope. Even in pain, there's faith. And I know some of you are like, yeah, I remember when that was really hard and that still small voice remained. Even in sorrow, there's joy when Christ lives in us. Even in brokenness, there's strength. And even in death, there's life. When Christ lives in us, that is a hopeful from toward. That even death doesn't rob my hope. Even in death, there's life. Eternal life. And that is the vision for this series. To remind us that our circumstances, no matter how they go, do not change our from to. Our from to is not shaken by the things of this world. It needs not be shaken by the things of this world unless we allow it to. Guess what? We get to choose. We get to choose. We get to choose. Joshua 24, 15. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. We get to choose, church. This passage so good, reminding us that there are little G gods that want our attention and want us to serve them. Little G gods in our life like our own flesh, like our comforts, if you will. Like money, power, fame, pleasures, approval. Little G gods that really rise up and say to us, this is, this is the mark. Work towards this. Work towards uh, this much fame, and then what happens? Or this much status, or this much power, or this much money, or this much approval. Work toward this much comfort. And then we think we got there, and all of a sudden the target has moved. Never enough in these little G-God false promises. There's really no end. In the little G God worship, desire, effort. But in this passage, reminding us that we can choose the big G God, the OG, the I am, calling us to himself through Jesus Christ the Son. And in him, we find peace. We find joy. We find love. We find strength. We find goodness. We find provision. We find protection. We find purpose. There are no false promises with the big G God, church. And we get to choose it. It's totally our choice to run after the little G gods of this effort that never ends, that we never find is enough. Lord, we get to choose today, this day, and for every day to serve, to love, to seek, to live in 
and with and for the one who says, my peace I give you. We find it in him. I could sit down right now. That's enough for me, church. I choose you, God, big G. I choose you, big G, God. Because in you, I find hope. I'm not still searching for it. Oh, it just never seems to be there, like a fog that you can't move. That is the false hope and the false promises of the little G gods and idols in our life that rise up to tell us we need, we need, we need, we need. But we get to choose this day whom we will serve. Will it be ourselves or will we be crucified with Christ and no longer live? But Christ live in us. And while it does sometimes feel impossible to choose to live in Christ, we can. We can. And there are some saints in here that have been doing it for a really long time, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for staying strong and keeping the faith and staying the course with Jesus. Please don't stop. We need you to show us all the way through that we can. So thank you. Thank you. We can. But we often simply go with the flow of our feelings and thoughts, letting those feelings and thoughts manage us rather than us manage them. Right? You ever feel like a pinball that's just reacting to your feelings all the time? And your emotions and your thoughts? And it's like, you're just, it's managing you. It's managing your whole day. It's taking up your whole day. It's managing your morning thoughts and it's managing your bedtime thoughts. It's like, but when we live in Christ, we can begin to manage our feelings and thoughts, not them manage us. Because the mind can be cluttered and the heart misled. Take inventory of your thoughts, church. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 10, 8. Take every thought captive to be obedient in the Lord. It continues. Listen to this, Proverbs 4, 23. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. These are two passages that remind us that the heart and the mind aren't just like, you know, getting it right. We got to do some work with it. We have to manage our feelings and our thoughts, or they will manage us. We have to take every thought captive, and we have to guard our hearts. And guess what? We get to choose. We get to choose. We don't have to just go with what we're feeling in this moment or we're thinking in this moment because our thoughts can be cluttered and our mind and our heart can be misled. We get to choose. And if we don't, we will simply live reacting like that pinball that is everywhere getting tossed all over the place day in and day out. Day in and day out. And I am talking to somebody right now. That was a season of my life that I will never forget. And I don't ever want to forget because I don't ever want to go back. We just live day in and day out. Doing the same thing. Getting nowhere. And finding ourselves living in the same thoughts and the same feelings that don't bear really or any good fruit. 
And you know what I mean. So in all honesty, from where do you start your day? And I don't mean your bed. Some of you are like, well, I leave my address and I can tell you my bedroom. <laughs> Me too. But from where do you start your day? Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you. Where do you start your day? Some of you know right now, I wake up every morning and I am just thankful to be alive. Some of you right, know right now, I wake up every morning and the first thing on my mind is what I think might go wrong. We have the whole gamut in here. But how does it all begin with you in the mornings? I've spoken to so many teenagers and adults and elderly and young adults of every age in between that have talked to me about those first thoughts in the morning. And often, I'll actually hear their first thoughts after they wake up are sometimes, mostly I should say, are mostly insecure, fearful wondering, doubtful, anxious about the unknowns of the day. Often, most of the time, that is what I hear. Some people wake up in their adult years still with the voice of a shaming voice from their past. First thing, wake up. And they're still hearing because they woke up to it when they were a child. And they're still waking up hearing that voice. From where do you start your day? Well, let's look at what happens when it starts there. Let's look at fear. When we start, we live from fear. Now, we're going to talk a little bit that you can change the channels. We know that. I preach it all the time. But when we start our day from fear, we live from fear. We start there. We let it have some merit, if you will. We will often live our day toward one of these things. Insecurity, control, panic, doubt, self-protection. Where's the threat? Right? So when we are starting our day, we are living from fear. First thing, often, if we don't get a handle on it, then throughout the day, we move from fear toward typically one of these things also known as fear, but it manifests itself in many different ways. If we start our day, if we live from, in a day, doubt, we will at some point start moving toward, living toward some level of defeat or despair or regret or anger or cynicism. I mean, I've experienced some of this, have you? So if you were like, yeah, I felt that before. I have woken up being like, well, that's not going to, I just couldn't imagine how that's going to go. By the end of the day, I'm like, well, I was right. It went terrible. Right? I mean, that doubt turning into defeat or that doubt turning to, well, it's never going to happen. And that could be despair. That could be cynicism. Or, oh, I knew it. I've lived, I have felt these things. I am with you, church. 
When we are waking up and affirming or giving merit to the first thoughts or the living from anxiety, if we don't get a handle on it and choose ye this day whom we will serve, it will at some point probably shift into living with some level of control and fear, which we could go back and name all those things, and that shame. We become isolated and exhausted. How about when we wake up and those first thoughts, just being honest here, are anger and give them merit rather than settling them and choosing another thought and managing those thoughts and feelings. What if that first thought or that first feeling when we first wake up and we've all been in different seasons, but what if that first one is anger? If we don't get a handle on it and we give it merit instead, at some point that anger starts moving into this victim mindset. We begin to self-soothe and potentially compromise and pride comes in and I have a right to be angry. And then all these confusing thoughts because now we actually have this, this self-righteousness about how we're feeling and then eventually that fear at the end of the day that well, what's going to happen next? Good news. We get to choose. But if you have lived in one of these lanes that, and this is not an exhaustive list, church, but fear, doubt, anxiety, anger, shame being another one. If you have ever lived in one of these lanes for a day or a season or a lifetime, please know you do not have to stay there. You're like, well, I've always woken up angry. It's always just kind of gone that way. My whole faith, my whole lineage wakes up angry. That's what we do. You get to choose. You don't have to. You don't have to stay there. It's like shame is just part of our middle name and our family just gets handed right down. My whole family did and now I'm doing it. My job. You don't have to. You don't have to stay there, church. Friends, every day is a new opportunity to live new. Say that with me. Every day is a new opportunity to live new. Let's not talk about how it's always been this way or how it's always done like that or how this is just my default mode. Every day is a new opportunity to live new. Today can be day one of a different way and tomorrow too. Live every day like it's a new opportunity to live new. We often say, I'm anxious, or I'm fearful, or I'm ashamed, or I'm like these feelings have defined us. They like they're our, our name, like they are who we are. But listen, for those who are in Christ Jesus, we are a child of God. Say that. I'm a child of God. That's that's who you are. That's right. That is who we are. Those feelings, that's what they are, feelings and thought. Anger. Feeling, thought, not your identity. Anxious, situation you're going through, not your identity. 
Can we just rip it off, friends? Can we free up in here tonight? Fearful? That's a mindset, maybe a filter, maybe a feeling, maybe a thought, but it's not who you are. Let me just take that off of you. These things do not get to define your days any longer. Church, it is time to draw a line in the sand. This is not who I am. This is something I am feeling. This is something I am thinking. This is something I am going through. This is not who I am. And it is not going to define my days any longer. Because I'm not going to start my day there, give it merit all day, end up there. And then, and then, and then. These are things I am feeling and I am thinking and I am going to manage these things. These things are not going to manage me. And remember, we get to choose. We get to choose. We get to choose. I had a day yesterday where all the stress of the search for our own church building and all the stress of our personal search for a home <laughs> And all the stress of my parents' search for a home. And many other things in just life decided to hit me all at once. And yesterday was the day it decided that it wanted to land on me. And it's been a pretty um, clear and somewhat strong season. Thankfully, the last year has been healing for me, obviously. But yesterday, I started to feel the impending labels of worry and stress that I am worried. I am stressed, trying to attach themselves to me like this is going to be my new starting position in the mornings in this season. And I had to speak back to it. And say, I am stressed. I feel stressed, I should say. But this is not who I am. And this is not going to be my starting point in the season. Because I'm not going to get a whole lot productive done if that's where I begin. I am feeling some worry. I am feeling some anxiety about it all. And I had to speak back to those things telling me this is going to be your new normal in this season. No, it's not. No, it's not. Did I think that? Did I feel that? Yes. Did I give myself permission to stay there? No. Did I battle it all day? Yes. But I kept ripping it off, church, and reminding myself that that is how I am feeling. That is something I am thinking. That is something we are dealing with. But this is not my new normal. This is not my reality forever. And this is not going to be my starting point in this season. Here's what's up. The blood of Jesus is my strength. We are in God's hands. And we're about to witness more miracles. I still battle, battle it all day. But the blood of Jesus is my strength. We are in God's hands. And we're about to experience more miracles. The blood of Jesus is my strength. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's exhausting. And it's exhausting. I took kickboxing for a season, and I was ready to do a one-two on the enemy. I can tell you that right now. It was exhausting. 
But I started the day claiming the truth, and I ended the day claiming the truth. And when I lay down, I got actually I got to the softball game, and I walked up, and Christy was already there. You're on the road, dear friend, and she was already there, and I walked up, and I was like, "Hi, everyone!" And she's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Oh, you know," she said, "You better tell me what's going on." She could tell. I just said, you know, it's been it's compounded on me today. It just all compounded, and it was a lot. But it's not where I am, it's not who I am, and it's not where I'm going to live from, and it's not what I'm living toward. I'm living from the strength of Christ's blood that is running through my veins. We are in the Lord's hands, and we are moving towards miracles right now. And then we ate a hamburger afterwards, and that felt good too. And french fries, and a frosty. Okay, now you know where we went. Okay. As I laid down that night, last night, I started praying and honestly speaking the name of Jesus. And as I began to think about what God has for this amazing body, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Strongest name I know. And as I began to think about where we're going to live come June 1st, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. And as I began to think about how he's going to provide for my parents, Jesus, 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 most faithful name I know. And many other things that we are praying for, Jesus, 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 most constant, steadfast name I know. Oh, it's peace. Like a river. Truly, I fell asleep and didn't realize. Eric came to bed sometime later and I was startled by it and I realized I had fallen asleep speaking literally the name of Jesus which I'm thankful for because there have been nights that I have spoken the name of Jesus till 3 a.m. But last night it was quick and I was thankful. And church, you can too. You can start the day claiming the truth. You can battle it all day with truth and you can lay down with the truth. And it will be exhausting. And some days you'll speak it till 3 a.m. And some days you'll get to fall asleep without even realizing it is peace. But you can too. You can rise up in the morning and determine who you are rather than your circumstances labeling you, naming you, deciding for you what your starting point for this season is going to be. No, no, no. Whatever has you spinning right now. does not have to be your new starting point. Do you receive it? Whatever has you spinning right now does not have to be your new starting point. We all have feelings, we all have thoughts, we all get tempted, we all have really bad days, but there is always a friend who will say, what's going on, right? There's always a hamburger and a french fry and a frosty, but here's the real deal. There is a friend who sits closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. You listen, church. Those feelings and those temptations, those bad days, they cannot become the new you. Choose Jesus. He lives in you. His power is available to you. His peace is available to you. His provision, his protection is available to you. All that he is and all that he has is available to you. And he is waiting for you to choose him. Choose him. You can't. 
You don't have to choose to remain in the stuck, spinning, spiraling of a what if. We can step out of that and choose this day who we will focus on, who we will serve, and begin our day with Christ in us. Cling to his strength, cling to his power, cling to his peace, cling to his provision. When Christ lives in you, everything he is and everything he has is available to you. Isn't that good news? We can start with Jesus and we can end with Jesus. It might get hard around 3 p.m., when it hasn't lifted and there's a half a day left, or it might get hard around 3 a.m. when it hasn't lifted and there's another day approaching, but you'll be very glad you stuck with Jesus. You'll be so thankful you stayed the course with him, that you made him your refuge and your strength. Trust me, you'll be so glad you did. Listen to this passage, Psalm 46.1. The Lord is our refuge and strength. Run to him. Run to him in the spinning. Run to him. In the questioning, run to him. In the fear, run to him. In the anger, run to him. In the shame, run to him. He's not shaming you, I can tell you that right now. He's not holding your sins over your head. He's not holding your past. He's not calling you names. He's calling you his. And he's calling you into his love. He's calling you into his peace. He's calling you into his goodness. Run to him. Let him be your refuge and your strength. We truly can live Jesus to Jesus. I've asked my husband if he'll come up and share these scriptures as I read them, as I say them. He's going to read them out loud as the screen pops up and gives us a new title. He will read the passage. So if you want to take these pictures of these slides with these passages, that's totally fine. Grab your phones, get ready, because there's going to be about five or six scriptures here that you're going to want to go back to this week in your personal private devotions, okay? We truly can live Jesus to Jesus, church. It might not be where you wake up in the morning. You may not be the one that wakes up and be like, Jesus, I'm alive. It's because of you that I'm alive. That might not be where you start, but you, you know what? What is it? We get to choose. So we can start where we choose to start. We can live Jesus to Jesus. Here's the deal. And when we do, essentially, we're going to kind of come against those things we talked about earlier. We can live Jesus, starting with Jesus, to peace. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. We can live Jesus to joy. John 15, 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be We truly can live day to day. Jesus, starting Jesus, to hope. Psalm 62, 5-6. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. 
My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. We can live Jesus to life. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that may have life and have it abundantly. And we can live from Jesus to becoming like Jesus. 1 Peter 2.9. Catch this one. <laughs> you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Thank you. I'm just going to say real quick, from Jesus to Jesus, essentially, from Jesus to peace, from Jesus to joy, from Jesus to hope, from Jesus to life, as we go, as we fight the good fight, from Jesus to like him. That is Christ living in me, and it's not simple, and it's not easy. I hope this is a simple explanation of what he's calling us to, but I understand tonight it's not always simple to do. I understand tonight it's not always easy to do, but we can do it. We get to choose. Friends, I think it's a new day for some of you in this room, and today doesn't have to automatically start the way yesterday ended. Did you hear that? Today doesn't have to automatically start the way yesterday ended. And today doesn't have to end the way it automatically started. You can choose it. You can change it. Tonight can end different than it started. Every day has a moment of decision where you can turn about and choose it differently from that point on. When Christ lives in us, he moves us he can move us from fear to peace. We just saw it in passage. He can move us from anxiety to joy. He can move us from shame to hope and from death to life. We just read the passages of scripture and from being really filled with our humanity to being more and more like him when he lives in us. And here's the deal. We get to choose it. We get to choose it. And some of you need to rise up and you need to speak back to your circumstances and say, it is Jesus' blood in my veins. It's not just my generational context. I have the blood of Jesus running through my veins, and that is where my strength comes from. God has me in this season, and we are on our way to a miracle. Start today. Start now. Choose Jesus this day, and choose tomorrow. And keep choosing him because it is time to overcome those impending feelings and thoughts that tell you this is where we're starting now. You just say, No, we're not. No, we're not. It's different now. It's different now. It's time to decide where you start your day from, 
and what you move your day toward. Day by day by day. And I promise you, if you will stick with it, choosing Him, even when it's hard, you will fall, get back up, and choose Him again. Don't think I fell, might as well stay down. No, get back up and choose Him again, and choose Him again, and choose Him again. And one day you will realize that there are attributes of who God has called you to be that look like Jesus. And it's okay to say, I've grown. And if you can't, if you're not good at that, let somebody get a pencil, take you to the door frame, and say, last year this time you were about 4'11", and this year you're about 5'10". You're growing in the Lord, my friend. <coughs> Surround yourself with people that will look at you and say, you are I decided I was no longer just going to move out of 
my own spiraling. I was also going to, I was also going to start praying for my friends. And so I started praying for my friends. I started praying for those speaking the name of, you're welcome to go ahead and throw that in there right now if you want to. Okay, you're good. Okay. Anytime. I, I started speaking the name of Jesus over all of my friends and their needs. As I began to speak the name of Jesus, started praying for my friends and my people, instead of just spiraling in my own needs and my thoughts, you know what started happening? I started seeing the hope that God had for them. I started seeing the joy that God had for them. I started seeing and envisioning where God was hoping for them and moving them toward it, calling them to, to ex expect his peace. It's coming. I told a friend, I saw you laugh, smiling so big, you were laughing. Joy is in the waiting. Stay the course. So many times we get so spiraled in our own that we don't step out of it and start praying for others. And as we do, we start kind of seeing their joy and their peace and their hope. And we can encourage them in those moments. And I was thankful for about an hour and a half that I was able to pray and speak the name of Jesus over others and experience joy and hope and peace that he has for them. And I got to experience it too. The enemy was so heavy on me. But, he was, but the Lord was giving me vision for my friends. And it was like a respite in my attack. The enemy wants us to be so bogged and so spiraled and so spinning and so distracted that we stop speaking the name of Jesus over ourselves and we stop speaking the name of Jesus over our friends, over our family, over all the things around us. Church, not only tonight, do we get to live from Jesus to Jesus. We get to speak the name of Jesus for our friends, for our family, for our circumstances, for this church, for their future. And in so doing, we get to see what Jesus has planned for them, the hope that he has for them, the hope that he has for this church, the joy that he has in the waiting for all of us. And I'm so thankful that he inspired me in the attack that I couldn't seem to get out of for myself to pray for you. Tonight, maybe this message wasn't just for you. Maybe tonight this message was to call you to speak the name of Jesus for your friends, for your spouse, for your children, for your parents, for the church, for the next generation, for your neighbor, for one of the things mentioned in prayer earlier tonight. I don't know. But I know that the Lord was good to me yesterday, day after noon. Showing me why she don't get so caught up in the season. But you miss what I'm doing everywhere else also. And what I have in the waiting, not just for you, but for your friends, for your family, and for this church. God is on the move. And he's calling us to be crucified with Christ. And no longer live in our flesh. But to let Christ live in us and to live by faith in the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. Tonight as we respond, let's respond in the spirit of that. We have candles for you. Light those. He's the light of the world. Where are you calling the light of the dark places of your life? Is it your very soul? Is it your circumstances? Is it a friend or family member? Come, light a candle. Come, kneel. Ask the Father, speak the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. 
Help our friends. Help our church. Help our family. We speak the name of Jesus. And if you have a prayer request, please drop it in the baskets at any time throughout the service. God is here, and he loves you, and we do too. Let's pray. Lord, you are good. And your mercy endures forever. We say thank you, God. We thank you that in the morning when we rise, we can choose Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that when we lay our head, we can choose Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that all throughout the day, we can choose Jesus. Tonight, Lord, maybe someone for the first time will choose Jesus. Maybe someone for the tenth time will choose Jesus. Maybe tonight, Someone will turn their eyes back to you, Jesus. Look full in your wonderful face and watch the things of earth grow strangely dim. Tonight, Lord, we choose you. We choose you, and your word tells us that in you we find peace. In you we find joy. In you we find hope. In you we find life. In you. We become more and more like you. That is everything. That is everything. That is everything. Help us, Lord, to choose you and to grow more and more in your likeness. We love you. We're here for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Worship and respond.